share about that with you today. I call this message Sons of Abraham, Heirs of Promise. There is a great passage in the Bible in Deuteronomy chapter 28 that enumerates blessing after blessing after blessing for the children of God. Those promises are made to the sons of Abraham, the seed of Abraham. Many promises in the Old Testament are made to those who were among the people of Israel who were the descendants of Abraham. The the blessings of God for Israel, blessings of God usually for you, were, were those people who had descended in the lineage of Abraham, through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and then they had proliferated into greater numbers. But always they were viewed as the seed of Abraham. Those promises were made to them. So today, when we want to claim those promises, on what basis do we do that? We don't consider ourselves Jews. We don't consider ourselves Abrahamic people. We don't think consider ourselves either a part of the of any of the covenant of the covenant of the Old Testament. And so we have to have a standing or a basis for claiming those promises. Other than, otherwise they're promises made to other people. Every promise in the Bible isn't for everybody. In fact, there are most of the promises in the Bible have a condition, a qualification point, in order for that promise to be available to you or to me. Do I qualify for this? Am I the one that this is spoken to or for? Am I the recipient of the blessings of this promise? And if not, can I be? And if so, how can I be? In the Sundays ahead when I'm preaching, I won't say these will be consecutive, but in the Sundays that I'm preaching for about five Sundays, I plan to preach on those promises of Deuteronomy that were given to the Israelites, and I plan to declare to you that they're promises for you and me. Now, I'm going to tell you today in this message how those promises apply to us and why they apply to us. And this is important. This is going to be the foundation message for about the next five times that I preach on from the Old Testament. You need to understand this and grasp it and claim it so that those things that are said in the future about the promises of God made for you are understood and you know why you have a right to claim those promises. You're the enemy if you come to you and say, well, this says for Israel, you're not Israel. And you're not. But there's a basis for our claiming God's promises, and that's what I want to bring to you today. I hope in an enlightenment and an opening of our minds, our hearts, our spirits to the understanding of what God has done and where he has placed us in the development of his kingdom and in the development of his plan for his church and for his people. So this is my text. Galatians chapter 3, verse 7. And then after that, I'll read uh, Galatians chapter 3, verse uh, 29. So here it is. This is the signally important part of the book of Galatians, which is a powerful book 
but victory and freedom, our standing with God, who we are in Christ. It's a powerful book. If you want to read one book over and over in the New Testament, I recommend you make it Galatians. Galatians chapter 3, verse 7. Know then that it is those of faith who are the sons of Abraham. Those who are of faith are the sons of Abraham. And then the next verse, verse 29 of that chapter says, And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise.
reaches out by his spirit or an angel and takes his hand and says, No, stop. Now I know that you would offer your only son to me. It isn't that you had to do it, you had to be willing to do it. But you see, in the book of Hebrews, in the 11th chapter, the scripture says that Abraham was ready to offer Isaac, knowing that God would raise him up again. Another place it says that God preached the gospel to Abraham at that time. Somehow he understood the power of the resurrection. He believed that if he killed Isaac, God would raise him up again. He was the son of the promise. Now all of this is a wonderful type, a symbol of what was going to happen in the New Testament. As God sent forth his son in the fullness of time, born of woman, made under the law, to become the curse of sin for us. I cannot take time to talk about the curse of sin, but that's a signally important part. If you read Galatians and understand it, it will really, it will, it will really make an impact on your life. But I'll go back to this part. Now, as soon as God spared Isaac from the knife that Abraham had in his hand, God spoke clearly to Abraham. And this is what he said to him. Because you have done this and not withheld your only son, the message of the cross, I will surely bless you, he said. God said to Abraham, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And listen to this now. And your offspring shall possess the gates of his enemies. And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. I thought for a long time he was talking about the Jewish people. I thought for a long time he was talking about those children of Israel. That was the supposed to be greater than the sand of the sea, so greater than the stars of the heaven. And then I came to realize what the Bible really is saying. He says that his offspring is Isaac. And Isaac being his offspring as the representative of Christ in the symbolism of the Old Testament has an offspring. And through that offspring, all the nations of the world will be blessed. And through that offspring, there will be a multiplicity beyond numbers, innumerable like the sands of the seashore, like the stars of the heaven. And who are those people? Those people are who? Those people are the sons of Abraham, the sons of Isaac, the progeny of, the progeny of Jacob, or Israel, by faith. Not by natural birth, but by faith. And because we are Christ, we are the legitimate spiritual sons of Abraham. Those who are of faith are the sons of Abraham. And you are Christ, because Christ is the offspring, Isaac, the offspring. Christ is the offspring of God the Father. Let him go through the sacrifice on Calvary, rise from the dead, so that this could become true for all of us. Become spiritual sons of Abraham, so that we could inherit all of the promises of God. And what God has promised to his people through Abraham, in his word, before the law ever existed, by grace and by faith, Abraham walked with God. And now we can walk with him by grace and by faith, and we are the sons of Abraham, and all of the blessings of Abraham fall.
saying to them, now if you really want to be perfect Christians, be what Jesus was, because Jesus was circumcised on the eighth day, he was according to the custom of the Jews, which he followed, up until the time he fulfilled the law. Now none of that's required anymore. But people came to the Galatians, as they did to other people throughout the early world, and said, if you want to be a real, real Christian, you know, Jesus was a Jew, and he followed the law, and you need to be circumcised, man, and others of you need to come under the law. But then Paul said, nobody ever made it with the law. Nobody ever lived for God. Nobody ever made it to heaven through the law. That's why we need Jesus. So Paul's telling the Galatians. He said, so if you want to go back and start living under the law, you've got to remember that once you break the law, at one point you've broken the law in all points. You break the law, you broke the law, so you've got to live under the law. Nobody ever came to salvation through the law, Paul says. You came to salvation through Christ. Don't turn away from that. Stay free in Christ. Because you now are more the sons of Abraham than the Jews who've gone through the ceremonies, who've been circumcised and lived by the law. You are more the sons of Abraham than they are because you are the sons of Abraham by faith and now you are heirs of the promises and the covenant of God. This is the part I like to that, that God said to David, when he's speaking to Abraham on the mountain while he was still there, Isaac on the mountain. I don't know that I've ever thought about this before, but uh, this week as I read and studied and prayed about this, one of the things God says when he's telling all about the offspring to Abraham, he says that your offspring, not only be like the sands of the seashore and the stars of the heaven, your offspring shall possess the gates of his enemies. <laughs> that says that they're going to overtake the cities that stood against them. But it said in those words, and, and, and the King James says that, the English Standard, which I think is the closest thing to the King James in the modern language. And then the Amplified Version says this thing, like, all of them use the word gates. And then I thought, well, Jesus confirmed it all. Jesus said, I'll build my church. I'll draw out the sons of Abraham. I'll draw out the two, the true followers of sons of Isaac. I'll draw out the true believers who stand at the seed as the, in the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Those who are truly in that lineage by faith and only by faith. Because the message of God no longer is by the law, but it's by faith. But to them I'll give this power. To them I'll give this strength. The gates of hell shall not prevail against that church. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus says. And so the offspring... The offspring that God talks about is Isaac. Isaac is the son of the promise. Abraham offered Isaac on Mount Moriah. All these words came to him at that time. And that was immediately after stopping the sacrifice. In other words, in the mind of God, that sacrifice had been completed because he knew Abraham was willing. That's what he said. I know that you're willing to do this. So now he has accomplished the symbolism of the cross of the Old Testament. Keep in mind now, all of this happened before the law. This is all prior to Moses coming down from the mountain and giving the law. That came over 400 years later. All of this is grace and faith that God is speaking to Abraham. That's why Paul comes back in the New Testament and has this mighty revelation of what the New Testament is for the Gentiles. Because they thought in the beginning, they thought the message of salvation was just for the Jews. Those who by physical lineage were attached to Abraham. 
Salvation is of the Jews. That's what they taught. That's what they believe. That's what the early church believed. Until the Spirit of God sent the revelation that salvation by grace is for all men, all people, everywhere. No exceptions to that. It is the message of Christ to everyone. In Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham has come to the Gentiles, he said in Galatians 3.14. So that we might receive the promise of the Spirit. How? By the law? By the Old Testament? By Judaism? No. We might receive the Spirit, promised Spirit through faith. And the same way that Abraham received it, by faith. Abraham walked with faith. And now, Galatians chapter 4, verse 28, Paul says, Now you brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. You are children of promise. You are as much a child of the promise, due to receive the promises of God, qualified to accept the provisions of God, available to be full, the fulfillment of God's word to his people, because you are the children of Isaac by the promise and by faith. So that's where we are. Today, every one of you here, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, converted to him by the transition of your life and made into the likeness of Jesus Christ as a new creation, you are the true sons and daughters of Abraham. So all the promises made, made before the law, by grace, by faith, given to Abraham, are, though they were for his seed, his offspring, he says we are now the offspring of Abraham by faith. We are the sons of Abraham, hallelujah, and therefore the heirs of Abraham's promises. Glory to God. So in Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, Again, Galatians. I, I, I could go all over the New Testament with this, but I stayed right in Galatians, hopefully, to, to focus and make it somewhat simplified. But again, he said in Galatians, the third chapter, In Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. Just like Abraham was, just like Isaac was, just like Jacob was. You are all sons of God through faith. And then he said this remarkable statement. Paul says by revelation, this is what he says, In Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. We are one in Christ Jesus, the body of Christ is the body of the church. This is the glorious testimony of the New Testament. We have all the promises available to us that God has given. And then he says, in the latter part of that, verse 29, And if you are Christ's, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Heirs according to the promise. So that's where we are. Now, there's a wholeness in this body. There's a wholeness in the body of Christ. Of course, we're talking about all the people who by faith anywhere in this world have come into the body of Christ. They are the seed of Abraham. That's why God can say to them, for all the
countless centuries, all of the people who believed in Christ, they're a part of that multitude, his seed, more than the stars of the heaven, his seed, more than the sands of the seashore, his seed, innumerable. There's no way to number all those who have believed in Christ. But through the ages, step by step, age by age, everyone who has received Christ is the fulfillment of this prophecy that God gave to Abraham. The fulfillment that his seed would be more, would be as innumerable as, innumerable as the stars of the heaven, as innumerable as the sands of the seashores all around the world. And so that's the testimony of God to us. We are a part of that fulfillment of his prophecy. And we are sons of Abraham, and therefore, according to this, heirs according to the promises given to him, which are now ours. When I began to preach about in, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, and you're welcome to start reading that, reading ahead, and let God speak to you about that. I'm going to proclaim to you ten great promises in Deuteronomy 28. Ten of the great promises that God has made to his people. And you will know going in that you are already qualified as a son of Abraham, as spiritual sons of Abraham. You'll know that you're qualified for that. That the promise is not only to the people of the Old Testament, but the promise is to you and me today, fulfilled in our lives as the sons and daughters of Abraham. You know, there's a, there's a song, and I, and I think there's a part, there's a message of unity in this. As the body of Christ, I'm not going to get off on another subject here, but it's important for us to recognize that, that, that becoming a part of the, there's, there's a community of the natural, physical lineage of Abraham. There's something about being a part of that that's physical that people identify with and call them Jews around the world. But there's also something that we identify with spiritually as the spiritual sons of Abraham. We are also a peculiar people, a, a dedicated and separated priesthood available to him Available to him because spiritually he has brought us out of that tomb of sin into a new life. And he's brought us into a fullness of fellowship. And he's brought us into a closeness in a body and made us the body of Christ with the family of God. As all of us being sons of Abraham, you see, in the natural Jews looked to Abraham all the way back as their, as their father, their ancestor. We see them that in the promises of God, we look the same direction. And we see Father God who revealed himself in Abraham and made us a part of that great, great promise. A great part of that body that he said he would pull together. That family that he said he would make. All, all of us as sons and daughters of the same father are sons and daughters of the same family. You see? And all of that, if God promises something to his family, he promises it to every one of us. He's not going to show partiality. In fact, the Bible says he doesn't. He's going to show every one of us his favor and his blessings. That's why we want to be battling together, held together in this glorious truth as to who we are, that we're the spiritual sons of Abraham, heirs. Heirs according to the promise. We're written in the will, folks. Your name's in the will. Because you're an heir. The 
Bible says you're a joint heir with Jesus. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So everything that God has, because you're his heir, listen, everything that God has is yours by faith. The Bible says when Abraham, after he, he took another wife, he had six more sons of Christ. Only Isaac was the son of the promise. When Abraham died of his Wealth was distributed. His final six sons received gifts, but Isaac received love. He was the inheritor of the estate. And you are an heir of God the Father. And you are an inheritor of the estate. Bind us together with love.